This is Comic Shadigans, episode 885, Comic Reviews for the week of Wednesday, June 9th. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans Podcast. This is Adam Chapman, your host. This is episode 885. It's our comic reviews for the week of Wednesday, June 9th. Yes, this is coming up super late and delayed, but that seems to be my life these days. Uh, so let's jump right into it. Uh, this week, uh, a lot of books came out on the 9th. Um, some of the releases included issues of, uh, let's see, Batman the Detective. You had Batman Urban Legends, number four. You had Children of the Atom, Conan the Barbarian. Uh, what else did you have? DC Pride. Detective Comics, Excalibur, Future State Gotham, uh, Heroes Reborn, Night Gwen, Heroes Reborn, Squadron Savage, Heroes Reborn, Iron Man, Justice League, The Last Ride, Sonic the Hedgehog, Spider-Man, The Spider Shadow, Star Wars, Bounty Hunters, um, and what else? Uh, Star Wars, War of the Bounty Hunters, number one, Strange Academy, number 11, uh, and The Joker, number four. Uh, also, Web of Spider-Man, number one, which is basically, I believe, supposed to... Uh, uh, dovetail with the uh, Avengers Campus or whatever that's called over at Disneyland. And then you have Wonder Woman. Uh, so I got a chance to read two books, so this will be nice and fast. Uh, first up is Amazing Spider-Man 68. Uh, this is written by Nick Spencer and Ed Brisson. Uh, artwork by Marcello Ferreira, Carlos Gomez, and Zicarlos. Now, obviously, in the intervening time, we found out that issue 74 is going to be the last issue of uh, Nick Spencer's run, which is definitely uh, kind of adds a a certain a different sensibility to what's uh, coming up soon so we'll have to see uh, in terms of like how he's going to stick the landing there's not as many issues as we, issues as we thought were, uh, were going to be left uh, inkers on this issue include Wade Foucher Carlos Gomez and Zacarlos and colorists include Maury Hollowell and Andrew Crossley with Eric Arseniega with letters by virtual calligraphies Joe Caramagna um so here we have the finisher show up, and uh, I found this whole portion kind of confusing because we see the finisher and the chameleon and Teresa Parker, and then suddenly they're in this like office, and I guess the finisher is like a hologram. So I'm not really sure what was going on there. And then we have all the stuff with Peter and Ned, and you know Ned leads seems to be back, and we have all these kind of rec- uh, they're basically trying to build in some retcons. And when you have a storyline called the chameleon conspiracy, maybe it's all you know, related to Chameleon and not really with the real characters, but here we have all this sensibility of adding in additional backstory, which kind of flushes out Ned's part of the story that we found out in Hobgoblin Lives back in the day, uh, to kind of explain what was going on and how he somehow gets a Goblin Serum, which I found didn't seem to ring totally true, because that was a major plot point of the original Hobgoblin comics, is that you know, he was able to find the formula and not find the actual formula itself, um, which I thought was a little bit crazy. He gets attacked by the foreigner, and he dies. But then he comes back from the dead, and I guess we imagine that, I would imagine maybe it was Kindred he saw, who knows, it's left ambiguous at this point, which of course it is. Um, and we have this whole idea that Betty Brant was working on a story, she has a source, turns out it's Ned, and now they're having a baby. Um, I don't know if I like this more or less than, like, I don't know if what I knew, what I thought was going to happen before, um, but it was definitely interesting. We have more with uh, the clairvoyant and Jamie uh, here, which that part I thought was kind of interesting. Um, and I thought that was interesting with the kind of the team up between Jamie and Slide. Uh, I thought was really cool. Um, so I, there's parts of this issue I really like and feel very kind of traditional Spider-Man. Um, the massive potential retcons uh, are a little bit harder to swallow. Um, 
But you know what? We've had to swallow worse probably before with Spider-Man comics. It's just one of those things where I'm just not sure about it. Um, and part of why I'm not sure is because it just feels like in this run, especially with a storyline called the Chameleon Conspiracy, can we really take anything at face value? Um, so I would imagine that, you know, maybe it's not going to be true. Plus, in, like, the last issue they were talking about, the, um, you know, the simula cry that uh, were pretending to be uh, Sp- uh, Spider-Man's parents, and they were by the Chameleon. You have a storyline with the Chameleon, so maybe that's something related. Um, it's still also weird that they just kind of threw away the whole, you know, Dead Ned Leads thing. Um, and again, there's a lot of questions that come up about if Ned wasn't really dead. I don't know. I like the issue overall. I think there's some potential problems. I thought the art was a little bit also weirdly inconsistent. Um, I wasn't a huge fan of some of the art in terms of the non-Spider-Man kind of portions when Peter and Ned are together. It just something looked felt off about it. Um, but uh, overall, I didn't think it was, it was bad per se. And then uh, last but not least, we have X-Men number, was it, 21, which I guess is the last issue. Uh, this is the end of the Hickman run of the uh, of the X-Men um, before the Hellfire Gala, or during the Hellfire Gala, where we have the new team kind of unveiled. This is written by Jonathan Hickman with our work by Nick Dragota, Russell Dodderman, Lucas Wernick, and Sarah Pacelli. That's a lot of different artists. Uh, with color art by Frank Martin, Matthew Wilson, Sonny Go, and Nolan Wood- Woodard. Uh, virtual calligraphy is Clayton Cowles on letters, with Tom Muller, of course, on design. Um, and there's a, there's a lot going on here. Um, the beginning of the issue I really enjoyed because you have Charles and Magneto kind of having a, an interesting conversation with Namor and kind of asking him to you know, kind of come on board. Um, and when he decides to leave and go talk to... You know, not well, leave the conversation and not talk to them anymore. He goes and has a conversation with all the rest of the Illuminati, which I'm sure was not by accident. So it's interesting to see the Illuminati perhaps forming again in relation to the you know potential mutant threat. Um, and then this is all about you have the the election and all the mutants kind of get plugged in together, and then you have them choose the new X Men team, which I do like. Uh, it's interesting that the first time we actually get to see them kind of gathered together, they're all wearing their how far Gallic garb and not their actual you know, uniforms uh, or whatever they might use as a team. So that was interesting. Um, there's a lot of, you know, cameos of kind of celebrities here. And I feel like they're relatively innocuous enough um, that if you knew who they were, you should be able to pick out who they are. And if you don't, it's not necessarily going to bother a lot of people. Um, and then we have Kevin Feige shows up, which again, also feels kind of a weird and consequential thing that doesn't really matter or make a huge difference. Um, I do like the idea of kind of Cyclops telling that they're his story to uh, Feige and what that means to be a mutant and be a dreamer. Um, and then there's a whole sense of we're going to see what happens next uh, in the dawning of a new age, but we don't actually get to see what that is here. Um, that is covered off elsewhere um, where we actually get to see what's actually going to happen. Um, and that's obviously you know a big deal in terms of Planet Size X-Men, which as of the time of reading this, I haven't actually seen it yet. I kind of get the gist and know what's going to happen, but it hasn't occurred yet in these pages. So this is kind of, again, again, to give a sense of, you know, having a story, there is something that happens here, but the kind of marquee event is still in a different book, uh, which is Planet Size X-Men. And that is... Uh, everything from this issue i enjoyed it uh next week or in a couple days hopefully when i have this episode up i will talk about releases from june 16th which include um alien uh which i haven't actually been reading it though captain america annual uh demon days Mirico, fantastic four 
uh, Heroes Reborn Weapon X in Final Flight, uh, Heroes Reborn number 7, Inf- Infinite Frontier, Secret Files, Marvel Action, Captain Marvel, Miles Morales, Spider-Man, continuing his clone saga, you got a new issue of the New Mutants, Nightwing, uh, Planet Size X-Men, as I mentioned before, Star Wars, uh, Static Season 1, uh, Supergirl, Woman of, Woman of Tomorrow, Superman Red and Blue, number 4, and The Flash, number seven, 771, as well as The Mighty Valkyries, number 3, and Venom 200, or 35 in the most recent numbering, as well as X-Core, number 2. So that is some of the releases that come out on the 16th, which, I mean, has already passed, so I should be talking about one of those. Thanks again for listening to this episode. You can email us at comicshenanigans at gmail.com, rate the show on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and listen to us on Stitcher. Thanks again. We'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.